Hey, voice teachers, it is Nikki from Full Voice Music, and on today's podcast, podcast number 30, we are talking all about your music teaching business. Today, I am sharing 10, well, probably more than 10 ways to earn more money. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hi, voice teachers. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Full Voice Podcast. I cannot believe we're at number 30. And you know, before I get started, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. And I really want to thank those of you who have reached out and uh, have uh, been supporting the Full Voice Podcasts and, and Full Voice Music. Your comments and your support mean so much much. Thank you so much for letting us know. And for those of you that have been sending me ideas, I am working on them. I promise. I've got kind of like a backlog of of podcasts that we're working on and uh, I'm really excited to get them out. I've got some great interviews coming up. But today, uh, today's podcast is a timely one because if you are listening to this at the time of release, it is February and many teachers are starting to organize their information, collect their receipts. Maybe you've got a calculator out and you're crunching some, crunching some numbers. Maybe you have some tissues out and you're starting to cry <laughs> in preparation for tax time. Oh, tax time. Now, I always like to start a podcast by asking you, the listener, some questions just to ponder. So how do you feel? about money? What's your relationship with money? How do you feel about your finances? Do you get absolutely stressed out at this time of year? Is this time of year misery for you? Um, Or do you, maybe you are, uh, are looking at it as an opportunity to check in with your business. Um, How many of you compare numbers, your financial bottom line from year to year? So is this year better than last year or did you have a setback? Uh, Maybe you're stuck. Maybe your numbers are kind of staying the same year to year. That's not a good thing because the cost of living goes up year to year. So how many of you would do anything, like absolutely anything? You would like clean your house with a toothbrush, not to, not to just look at this stuff. How many of you just shove all your receipts and hand them to your accountant and you just want nothing to do with it? Our relationship with money uh, really has an impact on how we run our businesses. And I am hoping that today's podcast will inspire you to take charge of your teaching business and your financial picture and perhaps motivate you to find opportunities to grow as a business person, uh, to grow financially, and to to get more benefit from your amazing musical talents. We are talented people and we offer specialized services. We deserve to reap the benefits from that. So maybe for some of you, this this podcast will help you make peace with money. And I, and I really hope that, that I can help you with that. This is something that I have learned the hard way. I am certainly not an expert in it, but I want to share a story with you that really kind of set me on a better path. And I think I've shared this story before. So if you've heard it before, I apologize. But I want to tell you about my accountant, Nadine. 
Now, Nadim is a very serious accountant, which is kind of awkward because I like to kind of be sarcastic and funny, and I especially like to make light of difficult situations. So um, about, I don't know, six, seven years ago, um, Nadim was handing me my financial uh, report and, and the taxes that I owed that particular year. And it was a pretty substantial number and it was a little upsetting to me. So in my Nikki fashion, I decided to make a joke of it. And I looked at Nadim and I said, Nadim, this is why I can't have anything nice. And I was being a goof. And this actually made him quite angry. And he looked at me and he was very stern and I was very embarrassed. And he said, I am not responsible for your financial bottom line. And then he proceeded to continue, which... Uh, with uh, what I like to call an accountant truth bomb. And he said to me very seriously, he said, Nikki, if you never look at your finances, you will never have money. And if sometimes you take a glance at your your finances, yeah, maybe sometimes you'll have some money. And if you are diligent and responsible and you are always on top of your finances, I guarantee that you will have money. And he handed me my documents and basically dismissed me from his office. Now, I can I can chuckle about it now, but I have to tell you at the time, it really kind of shook me because for two reasons. One, um, I was just trying to be funny, but he, he was right. Uh, I was not consistent in looking at my numbers and I was trying to grow my business and I was trying to, um, you know, save up for things like mm, buying a house and I wasn't being financially responsible and he called me on it. And sometimes, you know what, truth bombs can really uh, set you straight. They don't feel good and it certainly was embarrassing, but it was definitely a lesson that I needed to learn. And I always think about that. So in my a weekly schedule, I do try to put some time aside where I look at my finances, whether it's just uh, opening my music staff, uh, my my program, my music staff, we talk about a lot here on the podcast, and seeing who owes me, who hasn't paid, or, um, you know, looking at some of the expenses and crunching some numbers for the month. Uh, if I have a, a, a busy month or I have some uh, bills to pay. Uh, it's been uh, really good advice. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with this podcast is just some opportunities to make more money, but also to check in with your finances. So I hope that you are ready. Now, I have quite a few. So I'm going to let you know that on the podcast page, I am going to put all of these points so you can take a look at it. Plus, I'm going to put links to other resources that might be helpful to you. And I encourage you to check that out. So, uh, you ready to get started? So, here's the 10 plus, my list of 10 plus um uh, tips for earning more money in your teaching studio. And you know, it's something really funny. I just noticed I wrote some of, um, I wrote some of my notes on the back of my hydro bill. <laughs> there you go. That's how much I think of my hydro bill. Wow. Take that Kathleen Wynn. Anyhow. Um, so 
getting started. Uh, so first, number one, just what I was talking about. I think the first thing you need to do is know your finances. Know your financial bottom line. Uh, don't let uh, your accountant give you a truth bomb. But understand your financial picture. Now, for those of us who are self-employed, this is you, you have to know. When you have a fluctuating income, you have to keep good tabs on that. Now, I want to tell everybody about a freebie that we have on our website. Now, I'm I'm reinstating this freebie. I put it out last year, but it is a great freebie. It is a, a spreadsheet, a Google Doc spreadsheet that it is all formatted. And it is... Um, Basically, uh, a financial um, income and expense uh, uh, sheet, Google Doc um, spreadsheet that allows you to enter your numbers. It does all; it's all formatted, so it does all the math for you. Gotta love that. Um, but I'm putting it up for the February Freebie Friday. I'm reinstating it because I think it's important, and also I'm super busy this month with presentations so I don't have time to do a new one I apologize anyhow the freebie Friday on our website is a financial spreadsheet start putting your numbers in there now what I like about this spreadsheet and it was Nadim's idea uh, is that there is a monthly average column so for those of us who have fluctuating incomes, it's really good to see if you were to spread out your income throughout the year exactly how much you're making. It's an interesting way to look at it, and I think it's very helpful. So um, if you haven't got a method, a formalized method of kind of keeping track of your expenses, of your income, um, check out our freebie. Now, uh, point 1A Um save money. How can you save money? So again, being aware of your financial bottom line means knowing where you're spending money. So it might be time to look at the memberships that you belong to. Um, I belong to several memberships, the yeah, National Association of Teachers of Singing. I'm a registered music teacher. But my question is, are you getting the most benefit from those? Like, are you actually using them? Um, or are you just in the habit of paying for these services, but you're not getting services? You need to reevaluate that. I mean, it's, it's the same thing is said about insurance policies, like shopping for insurance every couple of years. That's a pretty good idea because there's probably a better deal out there for you. Nobody likes to do that. I don't that, that I know of, but it's really great to keep tabs of where you are spending money and where you don't need to spend money. So saving money is like making more money. Now, the other little advice I have for you and something that has served me well, and again, um, a financial advisor that uh, really helped me get my financial picture together. This was one of her suggestions and something that I implemented and I have used on many occasions is an emergency fund. An emergency fund, just uh, maybe it's a savings account, maybe it's a shoebox with some cash in it, but emergencies happen. Things happen. You might get sick. I had a really bad um, a really bad illness a few years ago and I had to cancel a lot of lessons and my emergency fund saved me. I've had uh, our car break down with thousands of dollars worth of repairs and it didn't, it was, it, it sucked, but I was able to use my emergency fund. Um, the recommended amount, minimum amount, is about $1,000. $1,000 just set aside for emergencies. Now, I used my emergency fund last summer 
when suddenly all my students got jobs for the summer and disappeared, and I had no students. It was rather terrifying. But I was able to tap into my emergency fund, cover some of my bills, and um, it was, uh, I got to spend some time in my garden. It was quite lovely. So emergency funds and setting that up is a really smart business thing to do. Now, moving on, number two, raise your rates. Most of us raise our rates on a regular basis, but I think some of us hesitate. Some of us get really uncomfortable talking to our families and our students about money, so we would rather die a thousand deaths than raise our rates. So if it is time, if you haven't raised your rates in a couple of years, it is time for you to raise your rates. Now, how do you do this without the pain and suffering and embarrassment that you think that you're going to go through it? Well, first of all, um, you need to uh, acknowledge that you are a professional and you are providing an amazing service and you are entitled, like everybody else, for cost of living raises. You are not doing anything that uh, is wrong or bad. And some teachers really struggle with this. So my recommendations to how to give yourself a raise, well, first of all, um, you can't surprise your students. You can't just say, oh, by the way, next week your lessons are more expensive. You can't do that. Um, And you can't sneak it in. That will make somebody upset. But all you have to do is give notice. So if you're thinking of raising your rates for September 2017, now's a good time to start changing your documents. So put it in right Uh, put it in your policy, put it on your website, um, put an announcement up at your your teaching studio, and then print off a copy and hand it to all your parents. And you don't have to apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I have to raise my rights. Uh Uh-uh. You just casually have to say, I'm just letting you know that come September, my rates are going up to this much. I'm promise you 99.9% of people are going to go okay thank you and they're not even going to bat an eye and that one person who might be a jerk you just tell them it's a cost of living increase and you leave it at that now will you lose students from an increase yeah maybe but they're not your students they're not your people and you will fill that spot I guarantee it So if it is time to raise your rates, now's the time to put that into place, to start thinking about it, changing up your policies and your documents, and just giving people the heads up. All right, you ready? You good with that? Or some of you having a panic attack thinking about that? Take a deep breath. Now, number three, fix your teaching policy. Uh, This goes back to podcast 18. Podcast 18 was about updating your teaching studio policy. And um, I have to shout out to Wendy Stevens from ComposeCreate.com. Wendy has a lot of fantastic um, information about moving to a tuition-based teaching uh, policy. And this is something that both my husband and I went through this year. We we looked at our financial picture. 
We had some very stressful months where there were too many cancellations, too many no-shows, too many missed lessons. And we had months where financially we were really stuck and we knew that we had to make changes. So we went through the awkward and uncomfortable procedures of letting people know this is how it's going to be and we're not canceling last minute and all that stuff. And I have to tell you, it has made one incredible difference for both Sean and I in our bank accounts because months where there's holidays like this month we have family day um, we're not short money so if it is time for you if you have holes unpaid cancellations you are killing yourself with makeup lessons I want you to go and listen to podcast 18 and I want you to go check out Wendy Stevens website composecreate.com and check out her thing about moving away from makeup lessons and creating a policy that works for you and your families. I cannot recommend her resources enough. Now, number three A here is all about getting rid of makeup lessons. Time is money. So take back your time. If you are killing yourself, if you have students that are constantly taking advantage of your of your too sweet of no, that doesn't work. They're taking advantage of you. I was going to say your sweet nature. That doesn't make sense. But if they're taking advantage of you and um, their schedule, every every other curric- extracurricular activity seems to take precedent over your lessons, you've got to fix your policy and you've got to put your foot down. It might mean losing a student. When I changed my policy, I lost a student. And you know what? It was a win-win. It was the student that was making my life miserable with makeup lessons and cancellations. And I was glad, I mean, I liked them, but I was glad to see them go. And I put a student in their spot who is just delightful and lovely and doesn't cancel all the time. So if you are struggling with the makeup lessons, again, composecreate.com. And uh, if you have one of those students that is torturing your soul, that is causing you to lose time and money, I want you to check out podcast number 16, How to Fire a Student. Now, I want to just clarify the title of that podcast. Um, I know the word firing, you know, firing a student is, seems really unkind, but the podcast itself is about how to do it gracefully, graciously, how to do it mindfully and not on, in an unkind way. So firing a student is always difficult, but there are students that need to go. And um, this is a skill that we need to have in running our businesses. So podcast number 16, all about firing students nicely. All right, moving on. Number four, point number four, uh, accommodate adult avocational students. Now, I treat my um, part-time adult students as bonus income. I don't, I don't, I think of them as additional income on top of what I'm expected to make in my teaching studio. I have, now I know my podcast is all about young singers, but in my teaching studio, I have a number of delightful retired uh, students. Um, They are retired and now they have more time to do what they love, which happens to be singing. Um, I also have some adults that, um, you know, have just, it's something that they've always wanted to do. They're, they're not, some of them aren't interested in performing at all. They just want to kind of make peace with their voice. Um, some of them are singing in choirs and they're just noticing that their voices aren't as, um, I'm going to use the word in tune as they would like. Um, but 
accommodating adults into the earlier times in your day or the later times in your day, the, the spaces that your main students don't want can really help to boost your income. And um, I have actually a number of students that, um, a number of adult students that will come weekly. They are very dedicated, but I also have some students that they have access to my music staff schedule calendar and they have a login they can go in and they can book the times that are convenient for their work schedules and I have to say it works out really well my music staff sends me an email says oh um, Carrie has booked a lesson on February blah 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 and they have to give me notice like the schedule won't allow last minute bookings um, but my they can manage their own schedules and it's actually working out really well and in a way for me there's been some months where I've had quite a few of my adults come in and it's it's a boost in my income so it's a different type of lesson for adults. It's, it's a different type of lesson for people who are doing it as a hobby. I think working with adults um, uh, who maybe aren't on like a professional vocal track really challenge your skills as a voice teacher because they come in with some interesting issues. Uh, and it's, it's, it's nice to kind of switch that up. I really enjoy working with my adults. And I'm actually working on a podcast um, a teacher sent in a request for this about teaching avocational students, adults, students that don't read music, students that, um, you know, are just doing this as a hobby. How do we accommodate them? So I'm working on that. I'll get it out to you as soon as possible. Now, moving on. Uh, number five, group lessons. So obviously, as a private teacher, our income is limited when you teach one at a time. Now, I love being a private music teacher and I love having my full attention on one student only. I live for that kind of teaching. But I also have done small groups of singers um, and I have for many years taught group theory lessons. I love teaching group theory lessons. And I have to say on a financial uh, level, the group lessons really helped to enhance my income. Um, the more students you can teach in a certain time period, the more money you make. Now, there are lots of opportunities for group lessons. Now, many of our piano colleagues teach um, introductory piano lessons. I think they call them piano parties, uh, and they, they'll work with a number of students. Now, there is a lot of research and studies that show that kids learn really well in small groups. So there's a lot of benefit for some students. Some students do better in groups than they do one-on-one. -on -one. So our piano colleagues are diving into this. I have several of my voice colleagues that use the introductory full voice workbooks with small groups. And the kids play the tonic solfa games together and they sing with each other and they're having a lot of fun. Um, a few years ago, I had a lot of um, more advanced teens 
So I did uh, an hour-long jazz ensemble group, which was so much fun because I love jazz harmonies. I love getting my singers to sing in harmony. And the kids loved it. And it was a weekly class. And um, at the final recital, the kids sang a beautiful a cappella version of My Romance. It was insane. It was so, it was one of the, it was one of those teaching moments that took my breath away and I was so proud of them. So group lessons can really be inspiring. Now, I want to tell you about my friend, Glory St. Germain. She has been a guest on the podcast. Glory is the author of the Ultimate Music Theory workbooks, which I highly recommend. Um, but she actually has a program called the Ultimate Music Theory Club classes and she has all of the materials that you could ever need for setting up theory classes so I'm going to put a link over to Glory's website so you can check that out but theory classes are fun when you're using the ultimate music theory and her resources are just incredible now I also have colleagues that do acting classes and musical theater classes there's so many ways that you can teach more than one student at a time and even if you have a couple of classes that can boost your income substantially so if it's something that you're thinking about Now's the time to kind of start planning and organizing. And I want to uh, uh, remind everybody that um, I did an interview with Sarah Campbell and uh, her partner, Tracy Selly, has a lot of workshops and information about group lessons. And she has a course called Group Lessons 101, which gets you started. So I'm going to put links to that as well. So if you're kind of thinking that you might work, want to work with uh, some small groups, and you can start really small. It could be just three or four students, and then it can grow from there. All right, so moving on. Number six, workshops. I want you to put a, a little exclamation point beside number six. So this is this is a tricky one. There are there are lots of um, opportunities for us to start with maybe um, afternoon workshops. So a specific class that we make available to all of our students. So maybe we're not ready to do a weekly class, but maybe we have something special that we want to work on with our students. So maybe it's a performance workshop. So the kids get to sing in front of each other. Uh, maybe I've done, I've, I've actually done um, workshops with my older students on microphone technique, performance and using a microphone properly. Important skill classical teachers are out there going, I don't think so. That's okay. Uh, now, uh, you can bring in a guest teacher for these workshops. I brought in an actor a little while ago, and he did some acting skills with some of my students. I uh, actually invited Joan Heels, who's also been a podcast guest. Joan is a Royal Conservatory examiner, and we did a workshop, an afternoon. It was almost a four-hour workshop, but it was fantastic helping my singers get prepared for their voice exams. I had a year where I had a lot of singers who were doing their first exam. So I thought, you know, maybe I can support them by providing this workshop. Now you have to, you have to price it out. You have to charge a fee that covers your costs and you have to charge a fee so that you make some money for your time. Sometimes teachers donate a lot of their time because we love our students so much. You don't have to do that. Charge a fee that that means that you're going to at least make your hourly rate in that workshop. Now, 
the little catch with workshops that is if you are hiring people or if you are renting a place or hiring an accompanist, make sure that you promote it correctly so that you don't lose money. And I'm going to be honest with my listeners. I have thrown, I have hosted workshops where I have lost money and it kind of sucked. Uh, but you know, it, it happened one of the, and sometimes it's just out of your control. So one time it was just bad weather. It was like a, it was this freak ice storm and people didn't come and it was very frustrating and I still had to pay the presenter, but things like that can happen. So you got to be organized, you got to be ready and you have to plan accordingly. All right. So that's number six. I'm turning my page here. (laughs) Did you hear that? All right. Now, podcast number seven, summer workshops. Podcast number 15, my sweet, lovely friend, Sarah Campbell, um, did this amazing, it's one of the favorite podcasts that we have on the uh, Full Voice podcast, uh, was all about summer workshops. And if you visit that podcast page, she has a teacher workshop starter kit freebie. So if you know that your summer months are a little scary, a lot of your students take the summer off, um, but you're looking to maybe generate some income and do an intense summer workshop week long or four day weekend or uh, or four day week, I mean, definitely listen to Sarah's podcast. She has some great strategies and she's got all the tools you need to get started. But I'm going to let you know, you got to plan now. You can't decide in June that you're going to do a workshop. Um, I am already, it's February, it's not even March. I'm already thinking about the camps, the summer camps and the activities that I want my son to do this summer. Parents are planning their summers already. They want to get their kids into camp. So if you're going to do a camp, you got to start now, February, January, February. Start spreading the word and getting organized. Moving on. Number eight, be a guest speaker or a workshop presenter. Yeah. If you've got some specialized skills or you have some knowledge you think your colleagues would really benefit from, let them know. Um, I'm actually heading up to Ottawa next week and I am excited because I'm doing my workshop on teacher websites and using social media to promote your teaching studio. It's something I really like to talk about. I have a lot of great information and, um, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned the hard way over the years how to do it and how not to do it. So I'm excited to go up and present to the uh, Ottawa Ormta Ontario Registered Music Teachers Association branch, um, and present. Now our podcast guest Shannon Coates, she was the podcast podcast guest for podcast number nineteen, all about. Um, wiggly students, students that cannot stand still. Great podcast. Shannon travels all over the world. She's going to Stockholm to present on um, teaching young children. I'm so excited for her. She's been to Australia. She travels all over the world with her research and her expertise. And I'm really excited because I'm actually bringing Shannon to Hamilton to do her Vocal Instrument 101 workshop. So for those of you who are listening in the Toronto, Hamilton, Oakville, Burlington area, you need to come to this workshop because Shannon is hilarious and she looks at the anatomy and the function and the changes that happen in the voice and it is 
a really fun evening. So being a guest speaker or a workshop presenter, a clinician is a wonderful way to share your expertise and to network with colleagues. Um, I've done some choral workshops as well where I've gone in and worked with a choir. I love working with choirs. I don't, I don't do a lot of that, but I do love choirs. Um, so there is a lot of ways that you can get yourself outside of your teaching studio, but still earning a living on your amazing musical talented talents. Now, uh, 8A, if you have mad accompanist skills, I do not have those skills. Um, this is another area where you can um, earn some more income. Um, our special guest, Ann Barnshaw, who's one of my bestest, bestest friends, is not only a, an amazing uh, teacher, but she is a collaborative pianist, although she hates that term. Sorry, Annie. Um, but she's also a music director and a very in-demand accompanist. And um, and that is something that is part of her income. So if you've got those mad skills, it's time to let the world know that you have those mad skills and that you're available to use those mad skills. All right. Number nine. This is a big one. And this is one that actually requires an entire podcast, but I'm just going to touch on it here. I'm just going to get you thinking about it. Number nine is create and sell your resources online. Almost every single one of the guests that I've had on my podcast is a creator of resources and has harnessed the wonderful opportunities that are available with our digital age, with being online. So Glory St. Germain is the creator of the Ultimate Music Theory, plus she has incredible online courses for those of you teaching theory. They're really, her certification course is phenomenal. Um, my good, sweet, lovely, darling Mim Adams, my good friend and colleague, is an arranger. Mim does some of the most beautiful arrangements I have ever, ever heard. And she is launching her new website very soon. We're going we're gonna to talk to Mim about her, her new website. And she's going to be, she, she wants to really dive into arranging really fantastic vocal music. Um, Dr. Joan Heels is the author of uh, Sight Singing for Success. And she sells those books all over the world. Um, of course, my last podcast guest, Mr. John Henney, uh, has created some amazing online courses. He is sharing his information to teachers and students all over the world. Um, Nicola Canton from Ireland. Uh, great resources for, for piano teachers. There's a lot of teachers out there that have incredible passion and talent for what they do and they are sharing and and selling their resources as they should um, I think we have this amazing online community I certainly always love to uh, uh, check out a teacher's resource or um, I have no problem um, purchasing a resource from another colleague I think that is one of the best ways that we can support each other so if you are thinking if about selling and creating your own resources, like I said, we have a podcast coming up about that, and we're actually it's a um, it's going to be a two parter, and I'm bringing back some of our guests to talk about their journeys, in how they got started and some of the challenges they faced, but start to think about what you have to offer. 
Selling online is not as difficult as it was. In fact, it's very simple. And no, you don't have to be a computer expert to put it all together. Um, now, number 10. Here we are. We made it. And I think this is a big one. Invest in your business skills. As wonderfully passionate about music, creative, artistic types, we invest in a lot of our music skills, as we should, but sometimes we forget that we are also business people. We are running businesses. So investing in programs like my music staff or there's a lot of online financial software that is very helpful um, and maybe it's coming to terms with the fact that you despise doing this stuff or you find it really difficult then you may need to invest in professionals who specialize uh, so an accountant if you are self-employed I don't recommend you do your own taxes uh, unless you, you know, are reading up on all the new tax laws, you know, regularly, because that just sounds like so much fun. Um, I really don't think you should be doing it. And uh, same thing with bookkeeping. Last year, one of the best decisions I ever made is I hired a bookkeeper. Although I'm th pretty sure this year he's going to fire me because my, my books got really crazy. <laughs> this year. Um, but uh, invest in either the services that help you to do a better job running your business or hire professionals that can help you with your business. Um, there's also uh, online things. So uh, Facebook advertising. I want to shout out to John Henney has a new course, Facebook advertising for music teachers. If you are starting to use uh, online um, marketing, you need to know how to run Facebook ads and uh, or take a marketing course. Take a business course. Take yourself out of music-related courses and just dig into the business side of things. Because here's a big truth bomb for some of you. It really doesn't matter how amazing you are as a teacher or as a vocalist or as a, a musician. If you are a flaky business person, you will lose students. You will lose money. You need to be consistent you need to be professional. Um, your business will suffer if you do not have a handle on your business. So there you are. There are 10 plus points uh, about earning more money and really digging into the business side of your teaching studio. Now, there's a lot of information here. I have put this all together in a checklist as well as on our podcast page. So if you go to <laughs> and Faith, my cat, is telling you right now to go to the podcast. Did you hear that? That's what she said. Go to the podcast page. So thefullvoice.com backslash podcasts podcast number 30 all about earning more money in your teaching studio there's a checklist there and there are links to all the resources i mentioned today in the podcast so as always i am wishing you an inspired day of looking at your business numbers i'm wishing you all the best through tax time and as always Happy singing. 
You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. CanoeMusic.ca Do you want to meow at people? Hey, you. Come here. Yes. Did you like that podcast? Did you like it? Yeah. You always seem to come and talk to me when I'm trying to record things. Want to say hi?